What up, Cave Goblins? I'm Doug Vandalay, and you're listening to Comedy Zeitgeist, an all-new comedy podcast where we talk to comedians about comedians. I'd like to start off by acknowledging that this podcast is recorded in unceded Musqueam territory. Big hello to those of you listening on CITR 101.9. I'll be taking over this time slot from Nico McEwen of Finding the Funny while he travels to the ISS to train for the 2008 Beijing Olympics. I'm here in the Goblin Cave with Carla Mar and Raquel Belmonte, Vancouver's very own sugar and spice, the Carmela Duo. How's it going, guys? <laughs> Good. Good. I love that sugar wow. and spice uh, intro. Yes. Who's sugar, Thank who's you. spice? I mean, I'm obviously the spice. I don't know. I can be spicy. Nah, let's be oh, honest. Come on. I'm a spicy you little You can be pretty sweet. No, no, not today. Come. <laughs> I don't know how. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, I'm Italian. I have to be spicy. So That's maybe you're like both like a bit thing. of cinnamon sugar or something. Oh, that's, that's fun. Mm, that's fun. That could yeah. work. <laughs> How's your week been? Uh, You've been working hard? Working yeah, on working hard. Getting ready for the next show that's happening on Saturday. May 26th at Little Mountain Gallery. At 8.30 p.m. Yeah, what have I been doing this week? I've been uh, just auditioning and recording and doing... Uh, Lots of writing, lots of that kind of thing. Getting ready for the show. Mm-hmm. What are you recording at the moment? Uh, I I don't know if I'm allowed to say, secret, but secret, uh, secret, secret. let's just say you might hear me in a movie pretty soon. I do voice acting, so it's not yeah. you won't see my face. You'll just you'll hear this <laughs> cigarette chamber, uh, <laughs> and hopefully recognize it's me. Oh well, listen out for that one. Yeah, so, uh, I think it was last weekend. Um, you guys were at the fundraiser for uh, Little Mountain Gallery for the uh, new bathrooms. Yeah, and um, how did that go in the end? You guys hit the uh, fundraising goal. Oh, um, actually, this yeah, this hasn't even been posted yet, but we uh, definitely hit our fundraising goal. I probably won't say the amount because I, I want to leave that to um, the official accounts. But yes, we definitely. Uh, far surpassed it not as much as last year which was like a landslide but yeah we will definitely be having uh some bathroom renovations in the near future we're so secretive today <laughs> I know. yeah so we we're gonna hold it all in yeah. <laughs> not mine to tell if we weren't on the radio we could uh crack crack open some beers and get some secrets out of you but uh yeah we don't, we don't do that on uh on public radio here so no so I think uh, since I got to Vancouver in July last year, it seems like you two have been uh, exploding, and so has uh, the group you're with, Nasty Women. I'm just wondering how the two of you got involved with that group. With Nasty Women, uh, one of the members, Jenny Roubaix, she, a uh, dear friend of ours, she got together uh, all of her friends and fave ladies uh, that she's performed with and uh, made this super group. So it's, it's really all Jenny Roubaix's. Uh, fault. <laughs> it's a Jenny Rubey's fault. Uh, but we, I think we actually, our first, the reason why we all came together was uh, because we did the Dell Close Marathon in New York. Like we submitted as nasty women. Uh, and that was our first, uh-huh. not, our first not our first show, but yeah. that's what it was made for, uh, for the Dell Close <laughs> Marathon. So what uh, was the first show then? Uh, the very first show was an improv uh, show that we guessed, or it wasn't an improv show. It was a was it a fundraiser? Play, it was a fundraiser, a fundraiser for, for a play for, company? Yeah, for a theater company, um, all-female theater company called Virago, I believe. And we did that at the Fire Hall Arts Center. And yeah, we just did an improv set. It was just a few of us at that point. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it was just the rumblings of the beginnings of nasty women forming. Well, uh, so in my research, I was listening to a few podcasts you guys uh, oh. were on. And um, 
<laughs> oh no. <laughs> what have you dug wait, up? Wait, 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 wait. No, no, no. Oh no, no. Did you go deep in the past? Uh, I, I don't know. I don't know. Now I'm curious. What are you? Uh... Hmm. Let's see what you got hmm. first, and then we'll, uh, <laughs> we'll go from there. Well, why don't we start with you, Carla? I was listening oh. to. Uh, there's a game open on my phone. <laughs> Which game? It's called Almost a Hero, and it's like one of those incremental clicker games. You ever play like Cookie Clicker or oh, something? Oh yeah, Cookie Clicker. Yeah. yeah, it's it's one of one of those uh, time sinks. It's one of those things. One of those games where um, I always like to play them, and I hate to talk about them. <laughs> they're just not interesting at all. It's like basically I'm just clicking and trying yeah. to get the number bigger, and there's no end goal, and mm-hmm. I'm not learning anything. No. Nope. <laughs> uh, what was I doing? I was looking for. The alternate riff story. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, that's Jeff our friend yeah. and Kurt. Yeah, Jeff and Kurt. Jeff yeah. and Kurt. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, you're welcome, Jeff and Kurt. Sorry, I interrupted you. Uh, like uh, a big meanie. Continue. You're welcome, <laughs> Jeff and Kurt. But um, uh, I was listening to the Halloween episode, and I uh, heard you do a tarot reading for them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I sure did. They. I. When did they find out that I did tarot readings? I'm trying to remember, but uh, it came up in an earlier episode. Oh I yeah, think. they came in the first episode mm. and uh, kind of linked into like we were talking about. Uh, I believe the animation that I worked on witch problems, and then and then I said, oh yeah, I actually do read tarot cards, and they're like, oh, and they thought of it for a future ep- episode, which was the Halloween special with uh, Jenny uh, from Nasty Woman. Got to read her tarot cards and as uh and and then kurtz in another episode so you're a uh famously an improv comedian um (laughs) 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 how do you feel about doing a tarot reading uh for me right now (gasps) oh what okay this is this is interesting Oh my god! <laughs> this, this we got some tarot cards. Oh my gosh! Oh my god! I love this. I, I have uh, this this bundle of sage and cedarwood. Oh cedar my god! You, <laughs> you wanted to clear the air, sm- smudge the room, as it were. I'm very amateur. Like I'm very amateur, and this is like very different from uh, what I do. I guess. Yeah. Uh, I can try. I don't know the actual meanings off by heart. Um, so I, yeah, I actually, well, um, we, we have a computer and some internet here if you need to look anything okay. up. Okay. It These is some, very um, different because like when you're, when you're doing, um, when you're reading the cards, this is <laughs> so nerdy and so dumb. Um, the energy is different, you know, depending on the deck that you're yeah, using. Hold your mic okay. and you open it. So we've got some amateur tarot reading on an amateur podcast with no mic stands. No, these mm. look at these guns. These are these are the mic. This I can come in every time you record and just. You can be a, be our mic stand now. I, I'm looking at the uh, the sage uh, that Doug has passed over to me. I am not familiar with what it is. Also, a gem just fell out of the. the I think that's black quartz. Okay, black quartz. Mm. I there's st- there's some <laughs> cedar maybe as well. Yeah, I'm a little. I do not know. There's this is a brand new deck. Uh, usually, yeah, you would use your own deck because that has a lot of your own energy. So I don't know how uh, well this will go. Do we need to make some space great. for you here? Yeah, we might yeah. need to make some space. I don't know. I'm gonna try this out. Will this uh, set off any fire alarms? Oh yeah, we totally have smoke alarms in here. Okay. Yeah. Well, we'll see how this goes. I'm gonna put down the mic and then do my thing. But uh, Raquel, why don't you talk for a bit? 
All right. Uh, so um, while uh, Carla is uh, setting that up, so I've heard you're a, a big fan of uh, Riverdale. Oh, don't get me started on Riverdale. I am. I hate that I'm a fan, but I am a huge fan. That's like I think everyone by my sister that I've heard talk about that has the same feelings towards it. It's like a very guilty pleasure. Oh, it's trash. Is is part of the appeal <laughs> that you can recognize places around town? You know what? Funny enough, no, not for me because I, I'm very bad at Vancouver. I've lived here all my life, but I, I don't recognize landmarks. I don't recognize things. I don't know if my brain has the capacity for Vancouver, so I never really notice. I found out after, like after a few episodes that it was filmed in Vancouver. Um, ooh, smells good. Oh, hello. Uh do you watch Riverdale? Have you watched an episode? No, I haven't. I, I, I've been meaning to get into it. Like, uh, Talia watches it. Oh. And um, Talia, the producer, sitting Talia, in the booth. We have so much to talk about after the <laughs> season finale. And I'm still telling her not to give me spoilers, but at the same time, I have very little intention of starting. But, but I might. I might, especially after today. There's hope. So I want to go off on a little tangent here. Yeah. So in my very first ever interview I did with um, some very big podcasters... You guys familiar with Last Podcast on the Left? Well, anyway, oh, they... They sound like something I should know, though. Oh, it's it's cool. It's like a true, true crime comedy podcast. One of the guys was in Wolf of Wall Street. What? So they're like... And one of them was like running for Brooklyn Borough President. So they're like actual people what? with actual jobs. Which guy in Wolf of Wall Street? Sorry. Oh, he's the, the otter. Um, he's one of uh, Leo's... Oh, you know yeah, the yeah, yeah, Henry yeah. Zabrowski? Oh. <laughs> I got some feedback on it afterwards. And um, so I asked them a fuck, Mary kill. Yeah. Which, uh, as I found out later, is kind of a bit of a, like, a cute question. They get asked a lot. Um, so I was a bit embarrassed about that. But as a, uh, I'm not going to ask you a fuck, Mary kill of Riverdale. Oh, well, you can. Know that you can. It's on the table I know, I know you you've got. To. I know you've got one in the barrel. Oh, yeah. Preloaded always. So <laughs> where we are currently yes. in the Riverdale canon, what yes. do you think that Archie's fuck, Mary kill would be? Oh, God. Archie's fuck, Mary kill. Okay. Uh, Mary, Mary, Mary. I think he'd marry the ghost of Miss Grundy. Spoiler alert. Uh, fuck anybody. It, literally anyone with a with a hoo-ha on the show. I'm not sure what I'm allowed to say. So if you want to bleep out uh, hoo-ha, you, you, go you for can, it. You can say whatever you want. Uh, yeah. So Mary, ghost of Miss Grundy. Uh, 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 what was the other one? Uh, fuck, fuck Mary Kill. And literally any woman on the show. Kill? I think he's gonna kill Veronica's dad. I think he wants to kill Veronica's dad. I watched one, one bit of Riverdale when I came home the other night, and it was right at the end of... Tully, which episode did I see the end of? The finale? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. Are you sure? Yeah. Yeah, and, uh... <laughs> There was something about Veronica's dad, right? Like, oh my god, he's my dad, or it was my dad. Anyway, um. yeah, he's a he's a monster. He is a mo Mark Consuelos, Hiram Lodge. I like calling him just Mark Consuelos. That's uh, the actor's name. Yes, it's uh, like whenever you see Jimmy Smith in something, something he's Jimmy Smith. Exactly. Yeah. You can't. Uh, there's no uh, separation. That's just who they are. Uh, he's a monster on the show, but uh, in a way where you're like. The acting's really not the best, and everything just sucks about it. So it's just like a soap, just, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. He just comes across that much worse. Uh, Mark Consuelos, if you're ever going to listen to this, just know I'm kidding. Um, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, that apology is more for Kelly Ripa, who is his wife. 
in real life? Yeah. <laughs> I could sing a song if you'd like. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I've been, uh, uh, one of the other things I've been doing this week, um, uh, my cousin's maid of honor for her wedding. And I've been begging her and her fiance to let me sing Man, I Feel Like a Woman with their like 10 piece band at their wedding. <laughs> It's not going so good, but I've been sending a lot of text messages. I got the bridal party on board today. They're like, yeah, we'll support you. Like, <laughs> So is this like a demo reel for, for the bride? I need, yeah, I need this. If you could just send me a copy <laughs> of that chunk. No, I won't sing. That would be horrible for everybody. I mean, if you do want to, we can put the music in and post. Okay, maybe after, maybe after just so maybe she Maybe we'll do a shred. Uh, all right, let's change tack then. Yeah. So uh, on that same podcast, I think, uh, where uh, you brought up your uh, rheumatoid arthritis, <laughs> uh, I, I think that was on it. Podcast versus Podcast. I think so. Yeah. And um, you had this idea for a Guy Fieri podcast. <laughs> and I, I felt almost personally offended with uh, some of the remarks against such a wholesome human being. Oh, that Piers was making. Yeah. Yes. I took offense also. I am I was with you. I feel that pain. I was like, he's so nice. He's, he's so nice wholesome. Guy. Like, yeah. he's a douche. Like, granted. <laughs> like, he's a missing member of Smash Mouth, and we, we all know that. Oh, yeah. But he just goes in there. I've never heard him say a bad word about anyone. No. And I don't think he would. Even uh, there was a thing... I can't remember what the the famous restaurant reviewer's name was, but he gave his restaurant like a really shitty review. And he didn't even say Guy Fieri didn't say anything mean back to it. He was just like, oh, it happens. And, you know, he was just saying it because of this, this and this. Not like. Have you ever seen uh, the Djibouti dubs? No. Uh, so there's this guy on YouTube, um, Djibouti. He's been doing dubs of infomercials and things for ages. And he's what? got he's got a whole series where he uh, does lip reads of uh diners drive-ins and dives oh my god i'm gonna start crying um i've loaded up an episode thank you yes oh my god <laughs> this is this is my favorite one all right so if you want to look this up at home to get the uh, visuals i mean the audio will do the trick but it's called uh hot for hungarian hot for hungarian i'm gonna put that in my phone all right <laughs> it's a cold day to be coming in hot. I'm craving a bowl of soup or a blowjob, but I'll take whatever I can get. Let's do it. What's going on with that red bow tie, brother? What do you think this is? Prom night? Don't get ahead of yourself, hot shot. You gotta wine and dine yeah, me first. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I just kind of woke up like this. I'm still pretty shit faced. Yeah, I was up all night drinking mayonnaise. <laughs> Alright, let's make some soup. Let's start with some bacon. Whoa, 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 don't use it all. Don't even think about it. You'll spoil no. your appetite. Yeah, yeah, huh? Shut up, Bowtie. I know what I'm doing. Let me check that for poison. No, no. <laughs> That's poison. <laughs> it's starting to look like a diarrhea. I think we're done. Not quite. Let's go a little Dragon Ball Z on a big bang attack. You know, I was more of a Krillin kind of guy. Oh, yeah, a lot of people like to use this for seasoning also. I don't. I kind of just like to sit on it. Give me a pickle. Do you have lettuce? We sure do. I need some to wipe my ass with while you watch the soup. <laughs> sure. Okay. <laughs> I'm feeling like a super saiyan. Inhale it. Don't just swallow it. Watch, I'll show you. Breathe in from the belly, not the lungs. Just like this. Here we go. Most people don't know you can breathe through your belly. Way to go, Bowtie. I got love for the soup, but I'm definitely a meat girl. You gotta try the gravy donuts. My favorite is the soup. Oh my god, it's so good. I just... 
Well, time to bust a move. Hey, he's just having a good time. Being a nice guy. All right, well, this party's getting weird, so let's get out of here quick. Start the Camaro. My favorite thing about Trip Dip D is going all the spots to show me love. So here we are in New York, where they show me so much he love that actually gave. Got his hair done. I think he did. Yeah, he... like between the lost scene and this one. Yeah. Free game grub it, maybe sweet talk a foxy lady while we're at it. Flavor Town's this way. So what you got? We're gonna make a penis pancake. Right down to the roots. Oh what? Penis pancake? Potato pancake. Oh, something's on your mind, huh? Whoa, I'm glad that's not a pud. Looks like it'd be a rough ride. So not only does she have one hell of an arm, but uh She's got a rump roast back here. I could slow cook all day. Hey, now, you're an all-star. Get your game on. I want to smash your mouth. Yeah, go ahead and do it. You got to be kidding. No, I mean it. Turn the cameras off. Let's do it. Oh, I'm dead serious. I've been using that line for years, and it's never worked. I'm just messing around. It almost worked. Oh, my God. In order to enjoy it, you got to, like, Move your tongue. I like that you pronounce his name correctly. Yes, I was. You don't hear that a lot. Thank you. Have you tried the penis pancake? No way, that's gross. This guy's full of shit. I seen him down a whole stack of them. There was one time. It was a small stack, though. But I'm not gay. You're not gay. You're super gay. Guy's Grocery Games. What's He has another one, and sometimes he guesses. Does that have triple alliteration as well? One of them was. It was like, oh. I'll look it up after, but there is another alliteration one. Uh, but I watch it every time I go to my parents' house. I always watch the Food Network, and I'm very disappointed if it's not a Guy Fieri marathon. But it, just from watching that all the time, I'm like, he wants to be called Guy Fieri. Yeah. I'm going to call him Guy Fieri. I have respect for this man. Yeah, he's <laughs> uh, he's got a strong heritage, and he's sticking to it, sticking yeah. to his guns. Um, shall we shall we watch the last thirty seconds of this? Yes, thing? I'm so sorry. I no, that's all right. I mean, this is a, a podcast, not a YouTube session, so we should be talking to each other. I guess. <laughs> I mean, I could have just queued up like an hour of videos or something. That would have been a bit easier. Now you know for next time. Mm. I'm just saying. I don't want to give notes, but. Yeah, what? Yeah. Fuck you. Can't you see we're trying to eat here? <laughs> Smash Mouth's first album? So good. <laughs> Orally, Vatos, make sure you click subscribe, like, and share, and get down on all that Jabuti Dub social media for bonus dubs, and I'll catch you here next time on Triple Dipple Dirt. Oh, I love that. There's heaps of them. There's maybe 10. You need to send me this. I will. I will. I, yeah, that needs to go around ASAP to my family, who also love Guy Fieri. I'm really happy you said that the uh, um, the part of that, the the one part of the Guy Fieri is, is Guy Fieri. Fieri? Yeah. Fieri? Fieri? It's almost like there's a D in it. I know, yeah. yeah. It, it kinda, yeah. Fieri? Fieri. You did it. I did it. All yeah. right. Great. So um, there's a piece uh, from a Chaotica article you wrote that really resonated with me. What did I write for them? And so it was uh, It was a list of uh, rules about university. And number six, everybody in university chews like a fucking idiot. And I agree with you. University students are animals that don't even chew with their mouths closed. And they only consume foods with the squishiest textures like tofu or bananas. 
Rack. Nothing should permit you to chew like a llama. <laughs> Not even the fact that your parents are paying an estimated five grand per semester to get you through your health sciences degree. <laughs> Who what? are you? Uh, I that's okay. I don't know why that's on. Oh, I know why. I used to have a blog, and I have not looked at it. <laughs> your picture was on this. Yeah, from like years ago. I want to say like six years ago, maybe. But uh, that probably came out like three or four years ago. Right. Maybe. Uh, yeah, weird. I don't know my WordPress login, but guess who needs to go on there and probably delete it. But I do hate the way people chew. I do. That's, I don't like listening to it. And I know I'm a messy eater also, so I feel like I can say it, but I don't like the sounds make people when they're chewing. I don't like, uh, yeah, I don't like any of it. So when Guy Fieri does it, yeah, it triggers me a whole lot. (laughs) One thing I said to Talia before I started this podcast is, I hope at some point I can bring up my salt organically about how much I hate the sound of people chewing with their mouths open. Yeah. And it, and it happened, what, in the first 30 minutes of this podcast history. If we can get to talking about uh, how people act on Vancouver buses. Oh, today, let's then. do it. <laughs> oh, let's oh, I can go into that. Yeah. <laughs> I take a lot of transit. I live really far away from here. I actually live in the township of Langley. I like and, that you called uh, it a township. Well, <laughs> only because I saw an article today where there's flooding happening in my area. And they're like, township of Langley. I'm like, hey, that's me. <laughs> also known as Walnut Grove. Uh, it takes me about 45 minutes to an hour to get to town. And uh, yeah, let me tell you, the people on transit are something. They love to talk to me. <laughs> really? Yeah. yeah, I just, uh, I don't know, attract a certain uh, type of person. I guess I have a friendly face that is open and welcome. Uh, I get a lot of people ask me what, uh, where, where things are, and I can't really tell them because I suck at directions. I'm like, it's by this landmark, and hopefully you won't get lost. But uh, yeah, people on transit, ugh, because it is uh, warmer months, people reek really bad. <laughs> we're all crammed in there and people just love lift lifting their armpits real real rank and high in my face because they're tall and i am not so much so oh, that's i never lovely. thought about that mm-hmm. like coming up to a armpit height on mm-hmm. on buses that's it's horrifying that's kind of a fresh kind of hell i've never experienced yeah it's fresh kind of hell. <laughs> it's chilling especially when you don't or like the bus stops suddenly and you're like head and armpit and it's wet, and you look up, and that person has no idea, like, how scarred you are now. Or maybe they do, but there's nothing pit. they can do about it. That's even worse. Mm. <laughs> Short person. Yeah, it's like they're, they're marking their territory, like a dog sprays. <laughs> <laughs> are we ready to do this this reading? Maybe? Uh, yeah, maybe. I'm not feeling totally confident about it because it's so different from from my deck that i use uh usually um it's and also i just feel like the energy Mm. wasn't really like focus or i did kind of spring it on you last (laughs) so i feel like kind of iffy just reading it like i can read it but it's not really going to be that great it's not gonna be accurate you know um so i don't really well we don't have to we don't have to no. Yeah, I just feel like, it, yeah, it's just not going to turn out that great. Like, I could, just for the sake of it, but it's just... Uh... Well, why don't we do a real one at a later date? Okay. So, where were we? We were talking about the bus and the sweaty armpits. Um... My horrible blog post on Chaotica. 
<laughs> oh, there was a lot more on there as well, but that bit really yeah. resonated with me. Mm. So you want to get rid of it? Yeah, I well, I have not written it, written in it, written for it in a very long time, and I feel like I don't know. I'm so scared to look at it because what if I said something that was accidentally racist or sexist or just rude? You know what I mean? Because I never Maybe. used to look. I never uh, used to care about that before I started doing comedy. I was like, ah, whatever. I got things to say, which is not. I mean, I guess for some people it works, but that's not who I am now as a comedian. So it's a little, a little uh, scary to know that I probably put something fucked up out there. Who knows though? It might be all okay. I didn't think uh, it was. It was too bad. Like it was. It was all in a bit of a comedic voice, but I didn't notice anything too inflammatory. Oh, thank God. Um. <laughs> anyway, so you, you uh, write for Reductress as well. Yeah, right? I haven't in a little while, but I used to. Yeah, um, got to, I've got some fun, fun, fun articles on there. Uh, <laughs> how did you get into doing that? Uh, I think you gave me. Oh yeah, yeah, you gave me a posting. Where did you find that? Uh, Alistair posted it. Cool. Yeah, okay. Former uh, founder, or not former founder, founder of In- Instant Theater. Um, yeah, he caught word of it. I don't even know how, but I saw a posting. I was like, Raquel, Raquel wants to write. Yeah, yeah she does. Sent it over her way, and then yeah, that was that. And when I was when I had first started doing it, they had just started also. Now it's blown up. It's so huge. huge now. They have like hundreds of. I I might be making numbers up, but I know that they have a ton of writers. I'll just say that they have a, a ton of writers. They're getting so much publicity now. Like famous people are are like liking all but their stuff. I thought stuff it was part and, of the Onion. Uh no. It's completely standalone. Yeah. Right. So uh, uh one of those other writers be uh Ali Entwistle as well yeah. from Nasty Women. Yeah. Um, who got started first in that? You or her? Maybe her. I feel like that's something she... Mm. Yeah, probably her. Well, and she didn't let you know before? I wasn't... Uh, I became friends with Allie over the last couple of years. This right. would have been like four years ago. Oh, right. I just started... Uh, well, I guess when I, I started comedy five years ago, but I was doing like theater sports, so I didn't uh, mingle with like Instant Theater or Blind Tiger at that point yet. So I became friends with everybody later. So would you say... Uh, theater sports is a bit more insular than than the other schools. Yeah, uh, well, they have a really specific style, and it like it's so different than anything anybody else is doing. It's very like uh, like mainstream. Very, I don't know the word for it, but uh, commercial. Yeah, commercial. Yeah, it yeah. seems like more for for like uh, tourist sort for of things because where it is as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. I did that for a very long time. Not very long time, maybe a few years, but anyways, uh, they are very like stick to there, and then you become friends with everybody there, and you don't need to do anything else. You don't think you need to do anything else, then you do everything else, and you're like, oh, okay. So like the UCB cruise circuit, probably, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man, oh. Carla, did you start at theater sports as well? Yeah, actually, I started at Theater Sports as well. Uh, yeah, I took all my intro classes over there and then eventually made my way to Rookie. But in between that time, I was studying also at Instant Theater. So I, I, I did a lot of classes there and got my feet wet over there. They had a, a great program called Conservatory, and I, I got my stage legs uh, there for the first time. That was the first time that I ever performed in front of an audience outside of, like, elementary and high school <laughs> like audio assemblies and such but uh um 
Yeah. So and then because of that, then I auditioned for Rookie League at VTSL, and and then I started doing more stuff over there uh, for a little bit. Yeah. And you guys met there, or yeah, yeah, we uh, yeah we met at VTSL, part of the mm-hmm. uh, Rookie League program. Uh, I was just a newbie hanging out in the back, uh, getting ready for a show. I was super nervous because it's terrifying <laughs> when you're starting out. And um, yeah, Raquel was one of the very first friends I made. Aww. Yeah. For anyone listening on CITR, thanks so much for tuning in. That's the end of our time slot, but you can hear the full episode along with other podcasts on cavegoblins.com. For anyone else... Stick around. We've still got lots more to talk about with Raquel and Carla. There was, uh, yeah, it was our first show together. And uh, I was hanging out with Carla before the show. And I ended up, I, I bought this uh, ravioli, mini baby ravioli salad. We're going to get technical ravioli name. Uh, I bought, it's like a pasta salad. And I couldn't finish it. It Chef Boyardee, wasn't it? No, I'm not allowed <laughs> to eat that as an Italian person. <laughs> My mom would kill me, but... Uh, yeah, I I was like, does anybody want this? I I can't finish it. And Carla's like, I'll have it. And I was like, whoa, okay, cool, 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 cool. And she had my my ravioli salad. It's because I'm a scavenger. <laughs> I'm like, food. <laughs> Especially that. That was a pretty salad. much like a Granville Island seagull. I just yeah. can't swoop in. <laughs> and she does improv. Could be a name for an upcoming Carmela duo show, Ravioli Salad. Oh. Very good. You could do like a Guy Fieri theme in it. <gasps> make it kind of oh, Italian. No, don't encourage her. <laughs> I want to see Martin Bayless play Guy Fieri. No, I I play. Did, were you on the last show? Uh, the Great Escape? I can't No, remember. I wasn't at that one. I wrote a sketch where I played Guy Fieri. Really? Yeah. She sure did. And I'm writing. Uh, this is a top secret thing that I haven't really told anybody, but I'm writing a one woman Guy Fieri show. Really? Yeah. <laughs> It might not be one woman. It depends, but uh, I'm writing. I'm writing it. I don't know when it'll be ready, but yeah. Oh, you heard it here first. Yeah, <laughs> um. you're welcome. Oh, that's no, really I don't exciting. Know if that's a, you're welcome, or I'm sorry. Did you see this this picture floating around on uh on, on Twitter? No. <laughs> it's uh, <laughs> it's it's someone has photoshopped uh, Thanos from uh, Infinity War uh, to look like Guy Fieri, and it says, uh, "You better hope Thanos doesn't find the Flavor Stone." That's so funny. I love him. Uh, I, I love everything yeah, about him. everything is Guy Fieri ever since we did that sketch. Actually, I just texted Raquel today because mm-hmm. I was sitting at my desk at work and somebody turned on the TV in the small board uh, room right behind my desk. And lo and behold, guess what was playing at the... Triple except, D? Yeah, tr- Triple D, that's it. Mm-hmm. Drivers, d- no shit. Diver, <laughs> Diver, dri- no, diners, di- diners. Wow, that's the Diner's whole premise dr- of the sketch. So <laughs> that was the sketch that I had written was uh, uh, the thought that came up was what diners, drive-ins and dives is diners, drive-ins and dives is very hard to say. Mm. How funny would it be if Guy Fieri just couldn't say that? Like he just couldn't Kept say tripping it. Up. So I did. I wrote a sketch based off of that. <laughs> just he can't say it. Man, he's such a character. If I ever auditioned for. I don't know, like a, a comedy troupe, like an SNL or like a Groundlings. I would do a Guy Fieri. I want to get good at that impression. Just really, yeah. I would. I would have to. Um, is there is there a copy of that clip online anywhere? I don't of, think so. Uh, I, there there will be pictures soon. All right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, yeah. I can't wait to see it. Maybe, 
Maybe we should move on from Guy Fieri. I feel I feel like uh, Carl is feeling a bit left out. <laughs> um, who's your Guy Fieri? My Guy Fieri? Oh, I don't even... I'm, I can't think on the spot right now. I got to think about this. Like, I guess, what, what, what? how would you even describe a Guy Fieri? Like, my TV... My TV... There's, like, somebody that, like, you're like, oh, my... How is this... How... I don't know. There's just so many... I feel like there was uh, so many billions of random chances throughout history led to your birth and you just happen to be born <laughs> at the same time that Guy Fieri was alive. Yeah. How amazing is that? It's like, I don't know. He brings me so much joy. <laughs> I love his shows. I love, sorry, I'm eating a nib. Uh, Guy's grocery just channeling Guy. Yeah, basically yeah. just like slurping up all the stuff. We snacks. don't have any noodles. <laughs> oh, there's that one gif. Have you seen it of him slurping up noodles? Yeah, it's I have. so gross. It, oh, it makes me sick. But I love him. Like he's he brings that's just it. He's like just he, doing his best. Exactly. He's he doesn't give a shit. He doesn't have to look like that, and maybe he shouldn't, but he does. He's like, I don't fucking care. This is who I am. TV or everybody needs to know about it. And I love that. I don't think he'd be nearly close to as successful if he didn't look like that. No, exactly. No, <laughs> I, they probably tell him like he's getting his hair dyed like uh, against his will. Like, Stop. I just want to oh be a God. brunette. They're like, no. Like uh, on Jackass where Preston had to stay above 300 pounds in his contract. Which one was Preston? The one who was above 300 pounds. That makes sense. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. I mean, why can't I picture the big what he looks like? Uh, I know they had a big guy, but like his face, I can't. Oh, I can, I can, I can pull up a picture of him. Preston Lacey, I think, is his name. I can't remember it, that guy at all. Right? I remember all the other people. Yeah, yeah here he is. He's used to watch a lot of. Oh, there's fucking guy. Yeah, that guy. Oh. Yeah, there was like a, there was like a mini doc in Jackass two point five or something where they had little asides where they were all talking about it. And he was saying, like, uh, Jeff would fire him if he got under 300 pounds. Whoa. Which is, like, it's fucked up. But at the same time, like, he knows why he's on that show. Yeah. He's not yeah. doing the most dangerous stunts or anything. He's the fat guy. I want to get hired on a show and be the fat guy. <laughs> you don't have to exercise. You don't do anything. Well, you sh- you could. You just can't lose weight. I love that. It could be hard, though. What if, what if you just, oh, I don't know. I don't want to get into this. <laughs> Color, I was on your imdb page uh-huh. and i saw something that i couldn't find any information about it's it's nothing weird it's called guess the story dark tower oh that's on there geez and i just as a big dark tower fan i wanted to know what that was oh yeah that was just a uh how do you even call it like it was just a a, a youtube series that was funded by uh tongle sorry yeah tongle uh, uh they're a company that helps fund different projects um, you pitch is kind of like Story Hive in a way, um, but more commercialized, I believe. Like actual companies put their own money up there uh, to find creators to make like commercials or I don't know, a ton of different things. But yeah, so um, one of the things that I guess Tongle funded themselves was this uh, online web series where they got, I'm trying to think, oh yeah, Marginal factory productions i believe is the company that produced it and uh they just brought a whole bunch of people on just to uh play this fun game that they put together which was yeah so they uh photoshopped a bunch of movie posters and removed the title like removed key things and got us to 
kind of guess what the movie was bef- uh, about before we even saw the trailer, and then they would show us the trailer and tell us a little bit about it, and then and then um, and then they would ask us if we would watch it or not. So yeah, it was pretty fun. Uh, so did you watch the Dark Tower? I ended up not watching it. Yeah, you didn't miss much. Was, <laughs> I lo- I love the books and I enjoyed the movie, but it's 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 not worth talking about. Um, oh. But- <laughs> So yeah, you mentioned Storyhive, who funded. So was it uh, Witch Problems with with uh, how do you say this? Rosara Lazama. Yeah. Did you nailed nailed it. Really? <laughs> uh, did I get all that right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I worked on an anime short film uh, with Rosara and another friend, Alex uh, Marriott, and uh, we basically we just pitched an idea. Uh, basically, it was Rosara's idea. And she kind of brought me on board to be a writer. And then eventually, like, I took on more of a producer role and I voice acted in it. Raquel also voice acted as uh, one of the characters and helped write and um, do various things. Yeah, uh, we pitched our idea. Story Hive funded it. We got, I believe, a $10,000 grant to create it, which was very little money for animation. But yeah, we we made it and it's out there on YouTube. So if you want to look for it, it's Witch Problems with a question mark, (laughs) which is in W-I-T-C-H. Yeah, and look for uh, it's Purple Hair, Green Skin Witch, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, I saw your your other pitch as well. I don't know if that was for the same thing with uh, Sketchy Van. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, That was another pitched it didn't get uh funded but it was another idea that rosara had she wanted to create a sketch show a sketch comedy show um just based in and around vancouver she kind of wanted to have some like sci-fi vibes in it um kind of be surreal and things but yeah that one didn't get picked up unfortunately do you think anything will happen with it in the future um it's possible but yeah hard to tell because uh, we're all very busy people. <laughs> that sounds like a fun premise either way. I saw this uh, that you posted on Twitter for Old Headshot Day. So you said, uh, this photo tells a story of a girl trying to find her place in this world slash industry. Told once she wouldn't book if she was just herself. Fuck that bullshit. Be true to you. <laughs> Enjoy your many facets and stick to your guns. Um, and there's more, but I've got a screenshot here and uh, haven't clicked the link. But... Is there a story behind that? You were talking about looking for uh, for new representation through that, and yeah, there's a little bit of a story behind that. Um, <laughs> yeah, old headshot day. Um, yeah, that was interesting because I was just thinking about kind of where I'm at right now in terms of acting. It's something that I actually pursued before I got into comedy, and as a, a way to like kind of try something that I enjoyed when I was younger but was too afraid to do and I wanted to kind of challenge myself anyhow so um I had to take I had to take a break from acting because I just had a very uh, bad experience with the the last agent that I was with um it's kind of hard to talk about in a way um but I felt like uh, she didn't really understand who I was as a person. Um, she, uh, I, 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 I met her through a friend and I actually hadn't had a chance to sit down and meet with her, meet with her, but she wanted to put me out for auditions. Um, I asked her to 
not put me out for auditions till we actually got to talk to each other so we could um, kind of be on the same page and kind of uh, so that we could actually meet each other and kind of work together. Anyhow, um, so she started putting me out for auditions that were just like completely not so far off base like of who I, who I am as a person. And I just felt like this is strange and it made me feel awful. <laughs> um, so I just had to like take a break from it and kind of just focus on comedy instead. Well, it seems like that's working out. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, you guys are uh, somehow pulling off doing a show every month. Mm-hmm. How do you come up with uh, with entire sketch show scripts in just a month? Is it, Are you guys working every day on this kind of thing? Uh, so For the most part, I mean, I don't know. Uh, like, I can't really turn it off in a way mm. where I'm, I'm always thinking of new ideas for things. I'm always, like, looking at dumb things that happen to me or to people around me. I'm like, oh, it would be funny. How do I put this in a different world to make it funny? So I guess, yeah, I guess every day. So, yeah, uh, Raquel and I meet every Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Uh, we meet to rehearse and write and plan the show. Um, yeah, to do a monthly show, uh, we have to plan way in advance and be on top of it otherwise there might be the snowball effect of running behind for the the next show coming up um there's yeah there's a lot that goes into it in terms of like figuring out what we want to do and themes and stuff but then kind of pulling it all together sometimes things just happen very last minute (laughs) yeah um but luckily we've been doing pretty well with uh the monthly show we've been keeping on top of it most of the time, I feel like it's just nonstop go. Um, we also do, just, I, I'm just going to interrupt. We, on top of our monthly show, we also do Nasty Women as a monthly show. And and separately, we perform, like, everywhere else. So that kind of, I think, that it, that's what makes it kind of feel like it's nonstop, to me anyway. Mm-hmm. But we're doing other things in addition to uh, just Carmela stuff. Mm-hmm. But anyways, yeah. Yeah. So all kind of like, yeah, it all kind of weaves in and out together. So we could be together for, you know, one meeting for Carmela and then hop into the next to talk about nasty woman stuff. Um, And also we're (laughs) in the middle of uh, writing and producing a show for Toronto Fringe as well. So we are very busy ladies. And then, yeah, just living our normal lives, trying to at least. (laughs) I love it. I love it. It's I like doing a monthly show. I think. uh, especially a Carmela monthly show mm-hmm. it it's our chance to because there's only two of us mm-hmm. yeah and we do everything mm-hmm. everything, everything. Uh, and to have that control over just everything that goes into it and the content it's very nice it's very powerful for us I think too as comedians oh my god are we comedians no but it's great because you know it gives us the freedom to do what we want to express ourselves mm-hmm. the way that we want to and like try new things we're experimenting all the time like every Carmela show we kind of go in and we say like okay w- what different experience can we can we create together yeah it's more than just the comedy aspect of it it's the whole entire uh night you yeah. want to like from when you walk in the door or even before then, depending on like what what kind of materials we create to promote the show and stuff. Mm-hmm. So what do you see that this project turning into? Like just the Carmela group? Like the our, our Car- group? Carmela duo. Like uh, do you see yourselves just continuing to do the, the show every month? Do you eventually plan to uh, expand it into something else? 
we we've been talking a lot about like maybe traveling i don't know if i'm not sure i i don't know anything could happen the monthly show we might uh because we want to travel and put a focus on that uh we might not do monthly show next year i guess it just really depends what's thrown our way yeah it'd be nice to start doing some film and tv stuff too if like Somebody was like, hey, you want to do a sketch show that's going to be on Netflix? We'd say yes. <laughs> Netflix, can you hear me? Well, they're supposed to be picking up, what, like 500 shows this year? 500? I think so, yeah. Get them on the phone. Let's do this. <laughs> I think you got to, I was looking into it, um, and I think you've got to have a, an agent that already has a foot in the door with Netflix because they don't take submissions unsolicited. Oh. Yeah. You can have a little word with my agent. Get him on the phone. <laughs> no, he Can I talk to Mr. Netflix, please? Yeah. He's like, Raquel, stop phoning me. It is a Friday night. <laughs> Go fuck yourself. Uh, his eyes say that all the time. Sometimes. I, I don't know. I, every time I'm like, do you like me? Do you not like me? Agents are weird. Agents are weird. I've never had one. Get one just to experience just, it. Just to get one? I love my agent, but you never know. And and I look at my friends' agents too, and they don't know either. Nobody ever knows with your agent. They're kind of like doing all this work, and I don't know what goes into it. I don't know. You show up, you do your thing. Sometimes you want to call your agent and be like, I don't know what just happened, but I don't think I'm going to get called to come back ever again. And sometimes you want to be like, I love you, thank you. But you don't do that because you don't know if they like you or not. <laughs> While Carla was burying her soul earlier, I was scrolling down. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, this picture came up and I saw Raquel spotted it on my screen and tried not to laugh because... Uh, what is it? Um, oh my god! That is this is a photo that just oozes sex. Like, yeah, that's a that is a filthy fucking picture. Mm. It's my baseball picture. From when do you, I was do you mind dead. if we share this on a website with the? Uh, I want you to so that um I'd be offended if is you didn't. this real? Yes, I did baseball for. A it looks year. like a like a Tim and Eric kind of Photoshop. It looks like Tim and Eric. <laughs> <laughs> um. I did baseball for a year. I grew up in like a sports family and they, my parents didn't know anything else. They didn't know, uh, yeah, they didn't know acting could be a thing. So I tried and was horrible at every single sport. This was the one where I was like, I don't want to do sports anymore because I hated it so much. I was so bad. And every I was on a team of all boys. Everybody would make fun of me because I was so bad. But then they saw this picture and they're like, yeah, baby. Uh, but... Yeah. How did it work out? You got on a team of boys. There were no girls teams. Uh, I did co-ed, but I just was the only girl oh. on that team for this that was district. In Burnaby. Right. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what our team was called. You can't. Yeah, it doesn't even the say. Bears? I don't know. Oh, <laughs> I should be. B for Burnaby. B for Burnaby. Yeah. Gotcha. But I. Uh, yeah. I stuck. I wanted to quit, but I stuck with it. Uh, should I have? Yeah. Maybe. Maybe not. Um, I'm, yeah, it was an experience. Do you still watch baseball? No, I didn't even watch it when I was. Do I don't even. I knew nothing about it then. I know nothing about it now. I'll go to games. Like I went to go see the Jays play in Seattle, but I just drank a bunch and hung out with my pals, pal. And That's then, baseball, uh, though. Yeah, it was fun, and ate I ate a, a couple of hot dogs. Whoa! Uh, and then. Um, we went in New York to see the Yankees. Yeah. Yep. I'm pretty yeah, sure you saw yeah, the Yankees. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they have like three baseball teams. Please share it. <laughs>
one day, maybe one day soon, this is the part of the show where we would read copy from huge sponsors to our millions of listeners. But right now, I just want to do a little plug for Everything Economics on the Cave Goblin Network. Talia Murdoch hosts this informative and engaging podcast on, you guessed it, Everything Economics in a relatable and easy-to-digest way. Talia is also graciously producing this episode of Comedy Zeitgeist. Uh, But back to it. So about a week before the show, I asked Carla and Raquel about another comedian they'd like to talk about. Let's start off with Carla's suggestion of Maria Bamford. And before we jump into it, uh, can I ask what uh, made you pick her? Oh, Maria, 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 Maria Bamford. Uh, I'm trying to remember when I came across her work. And I think it was probably a point in my life where I was actually really sad. Um, I think it was around the time that I did start acting. And I can't remember what I was looking up, but I, I found her stand-up online, and it really resonated with me. And I was like, wow, she's so amazing, so brilliant. And I um, I was just so blown away by her, like how, how she just embodies all these characters and is able to express everything that's going on in her mind and just throw it out there for all us just to soak up and be there with her and I just felt like a part of me was like part of that crazy goo in her brain if I should so so be so lucky she's brilliant um she's to me like she's not just a comedian she's uh, like a true artist and I see that like now like you know seeing more of her work and seeing her show Lady Dynamite on Netflix and like seeing her comedy specials, even how she puts those together, I I I'm just just floored at like how she's able to express herself. Um, yeah, she's just amazing, and just like as a person, she's so funny, <laughs> and she seems so nice. And yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, I was gonna ask if you have anything to add to that, but it looks like you got a. Oh. a- no, no, she's. A, I am going to town on these nibs. No, it's you so said it all. The way she executes her ideas and the, like the way for just for example, like one of her stand-up specials is her doing stand-up for like her family. That's crazy. That's insane. How, like, how did she come up with it? I would like to have her brain for a day just to see what it's like. Like, how do those ideas? Where do they come from? Uh, yeah, her execution's great. Um, she's wonderful. We saw her live recently mm-hmm. during the JFL Northwest Fest. Yeah, I was I was contacted by a um, uh, publicist for that, mm. saying, "Do you want to interview anyone coming to JFL Northwest?" And I, I couldn't believe it, and I just jumped on it, and I basically like gave them a list, like I'll take any or all of all of uh, these acts. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I'm happy to do phone interviews around the schedule as well. And just heard nothing back. Oh no! Crickets. <gasps> was like. Sure, if I had solicited it, I'm, I'd be fine with it fizzling out. But why did they Even did they get me excited yeah. for it yeah. in the first place? It was cruel. Oh, we want to crush this young boy's dreams. <laughs> I'm sure it just got buried in a pile of emails somewhere uh, leading up sucks. to that. But yeah, I think the first place I saw Maria Bamford was as, uh, well, that I, that I started noticing who she was rather than like a background actress or something was as... Uh, debris on arrested development oh yeah from the method one class yeah did you uh watch that <laughs> yeah i've watched arrested development but it's been a long time so it's not fresh in my brain so it's, so she plays like great. tobias's girlfriend um when mm-hmm. he's he's going to what he thinks is an acting class called method one. Oh. and it's a methadone clinic 
Oh no! It's so, oh, it's so good. Show too. That joke. I remember being like, "Oh man, how did you do that? Like someone thought of that." But anyway, so the Russo brothers, right? Is the, that the, them? The people who made Infinity War. Oh, uh, made Arrested Development. Oh, Tobias is in Infinity War. What? Really? Yeah. Have you guys seen it? I haven't no. seen it yet. I wouldn't call this a spoiler. Um, when they go to the Collector's Planet. And I won't say what happens. Um, do you remember the collector from the other movies? Are you up to date with the? Uh... Uh, not me, maybe. It doesn't matter. It's uh, Benicio <laughs> del Toro's character, and he's like collects oddities. And um, in the background, you can see Tobias floating in a vat, and he's like blued himself, <laughs> like in the Blue Man Group. Uh, <laughs> oh, makeup. yes. And in Sorry. Captain America: Civil War, that they made as well, the Stairmobile from Arrested Development, you know, the, like, airplane stairs car that they have is, like, in the background during the big fight at the airport. Oh, my God. Yeah. That's very funny. That's funny. Yeah, the, the mm. Easter egg. There. Uh, but we're talking about Maria Bamford, actually. So, uh, this <laughs> is, like, which is a great source when you're not actually being uh, marked by a review board. Still use <laughs> it. Mm. 26 so, now. Sorry. <laughs> uh, born the daughter of a Navy doctor. Uh, 1970, I almost got really Australian there, 1970, yeah, on a naval base in Port Huneme, I'm pretty sure that's how you say that, in California, she grew up in Duluth, Minnesota, and I think this goes back to what you were saying before, Carla, she suffered from uh, something called unwanted thoughts syndrome, which is a rare and specific kind of obsessive compulsive disorder said in a New York Times article that she used to worry that she might kill her family or molest animals. I mean, that was like a, like a pretty heavy thing to read. She went on to study creative writing at Bates College in Maine in 1990, later saying that during that time she felt isolated and in a period of despair when she called the college a suicide hotline after she ate a large amount of food in order to self-harm. This all seems like something like uh, her characters would do. It's like a lot of comedy, I think, like comes from these places of like the periods of despair and, and isolation. So you were saying you were, when you discovered her, you were in a yeah. bit, bit, of a, <laughs> bit, of a, bit of a dark place yourself. Yes. So in 1992, Bamford transferred to the University of Edinburgh in Scotland at the start of her junior year. While at the university, she became the first female member of the college's improvised comedy group, The Improverts. But after a year in Scotland, she transferred back to her home state and enrolled at the University of Minnesota, where she earned a Bachelor of Arts degree in creative writing. In moving to Minnesota, she started her stand-up career at Stevie Ray's Comedy Cabaret. And uh, this is something I read in that article as well. She often tells herself uh, as a mantra, do the work, which uh, she says is sort of like a less intense version of seize the day. So uh, whenever she's freezing up or you know can't get out of bed or something, she says, do the work, do the work. Wow. I think I can really relate to that, like uh, previously working as a freelancer and just having to self-motivate all the time. And yeah. it doesn't always come from a place of achieving goals, but rather just achieving not sitting still and doing nothing. Oh, yeah. For a time, she was a voice actor. She played Shriek on Cat Dog. She was various voices on Adventure Time. And something I've never heard of was a PBS educational series called Word Girl. Oh, yeah. Girl. I don't know that. Yeah? Mm-hmm. I've only, but I have a little brother, and he used to watch all these weird cartoons. But, mm. yeah. <laughs> I come from a desert on the other side of the world, so. Jesus Christ. We, <laughs> we had different. Uh... Tali, what are some other, like, 
dumb kid shows we used to watch. Bananas and pajamas. Bananas, well, and, oh, bananas yeah. and pajamas. Bananas, oh, that's bananas, Australian. Bananas. Oh, yeah. that pajamas. makes sense. Yeah, that makes it's sense. It's Australian. Yeah. I think yeah. so. What? Yeah, that makes sense because they have unless they like overdub it. Oh, they do. They yeah. have that everywhere. I thought they were. It's on my TV. Feral Feral TV was pretty sick, <laughs> and the Ferals. Uh, that that's like a a, a whole show in itself. But anyway, <laughs> talking about the Ferals, and then um, she f- featured on a Comedy Central documentary uh, called "The Comedians of Comedy," um, which is uh, part of a. A breakout from what I was reading had uh, some short skits on Super Deluxe called the Maria Bamford Show. I haven't seen any of those. No, I would. Yeah, yeah what's Super Deluxe? Super Deluxe. I think that one of those things like now this, you know, where now they just show those sort of Facebook style videos. Oh. I found this really interesting. Actually, she was featured on a comedy Death Ray. Uh, oh which was a weekly comedy showcase that eventually turned into a little-known podcast on the Airwolf Network called Comedy Bang Bang yeah. with Scott Ackerman. So she was part of that. And then based off the name of her obsessive-compulsive disorder, she released a comedy album called Unwanted Thought Syndrome in 2009, which really started to make her career explode. Uh, and then in 2012, she released the special, special, special for download through chill.com. The special was recorded at her own home in Los Angeles with only Bamford's parents present at the audience. <laughs> and it's now invel- available on Netflix. So that would have been the one you were talking That's about. That's the one I watched, yeah. Oh, apparently she provided the voice of, of Pema in uh, Legend of Korra. Um, I don't know if you guys ever watched that. The, um, not or like Avatar the, Les- the Last Airbender. Oh, yeah, yeah. It was like a sequel series to that. Oh. Yeah, in 2013, she appeared in season four of Arrested Development as Debris Bardot, Tobias Funke's love interest. The series creator noted Bamford as a comical genius and said that real artists, like Maria, talk about things that nobody else talks about and talk about them candidly. She appeared in season three of Louis C.K.'s Louis, which sucks because I just can't enjoy it anymore. No. No. Because no. <laughs> it, it, oh God, I can't believe I'm going to get into this in my first episode of my show. I thought Let's I'd avoid these things. I, I try to separate the work. But then it's just like all of his comedy came from a place of him being like one of the good ones. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he seems so self-aware and then it just reframes everything to think, oh, he wasn't joking about that. No. Mm-hmm. You feel really sick going back and watching. Um, excuse me. My uh, my roommate's a big Louis C.K. fan and uh, she was watching the Netflix specials that he has. Uh, and I, I was just there when she was watching. And I'm like, I... I feel sick watching this knowing what you've done and that you've been making jokes about it this whole time. Yeah, so he's completely aware of it. Yeah. He's gross. I didn't know she was in it because I used to watch Louie. That's the thing. Like like, like, uh, chunks. When you you really get into a comedian and start rewatching old things and just notice people pop up that you never saw before. Yeah. I've been uh, rewatching The League. Oh, um, I used to love that show. And uh, Zach Woods is in an episode, and I had no idea. Love Zach Woods. Oh, he's so good. You know, um, I'm not familiar with that either. You ever watch Silicon Valley? Oh, yeah, I love Silicon Valley. He's Jared. Oh, yeah. I love Jared. <laughs> he's amazing. Yeah. He's like a regular at UCB in, in LA. Oh. Yeah, and I, I've read that he's the, the one on set that um, makes everyone crack up the most. He, he's such a weird dude. Like, he's got no social media, no online presence. No. 
And um, yeah, his characters are also different from each other. Because like I used to just know him as Gabe from, yeah, the, from Office, the Office, and I thought he was just so disgusting. And then you see him as <laughs> as Jared, and Jared is just so wholesome. Oh yeah, we got sidetracked by Louis. Um, yeah, so- fucking Louis. Fucking Louis. <laughs> All right, so in 2014, she co-created, wrote, and starred in The Program with Melinda Hill, produced by Funny or Die. And uh, in the same year, she won the American Comedy Award for Best Club Comic. In January 2016, she was a guest on Stephen Colbert, where he called her his favorite comedian on planet Earth. Wow. In early 2016, Netflix announced the creation of an an original series based on Bamford's life. So this is... uh, Lady Dynamite, and you mentioned before that you watched that one. I haven't seen it myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's so sad because they canceled it after season two, but it's a pretty spectacular look at, into her life. But wow, like season two kind of really put a filter on things, almost like seeing it from when she's kind of going off in the deep end almost. Where she's at her worst, or 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 where everything's a little noisy, and she just jumps into it and kind of shows it in a way where you're just taken away from real life, and it's just kind of a little too insane, too chaotic. And you're trying to connect the dots, and you're trying to keep up with it. You're watching the storyline, but you're also like feeling what's kind of going on in her head at the same time, and it's just so wonderfully done. And I'm, and, and yeah, it's sad that that it, it's over after two seasons, but it was a great show, super funny, really yeah. well written. I had no idea what it was about. I, my assumption was. Because this is the other thing I knew her from was um. Do you guys watch Crawl Show? Yeah, I'm obsessed with Crawl Show. the it's dog so... sketch with the with the. I pugs. thought that was a spinoff show of that. Oh. I thought she was being the pug lady. I was like, I don't know how they turned that into a whole show. Yeah, no, 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 no. Just her love for pugs, I guess. That was so. I yeah. <laughs> I heard uh, speaking of Crawl Show and uh, comedy Bang Bang even when um, Melanie and and Nick Crawl went went on uh, after they. Because they didn't get canceled. They just stopped making it. Crawl uh, Show? Yeah. Yeah. Because uh, they wanted to focus on other projects. And they were on Comedy Bang Bang talking about it. And I'm pretty sure this wasn't a bit from like the nature of it. But Nick Kroll started talking about what he wanted to do in the future. And he just described what Crawl Show already was. Yeah. And Scott was like, well, couldn't you just have done that in the show? And then it's just like, like, oh, fuck. <laughs> what have we done? Oh, uh. I'm, I wanna... I'm so glad John Mulaney bounced back. Oh my so. god! Did you did you watch the Oh Hello special that I did. was on? It was so good. Oh, uh, did you watch it? No. Oh my god, it's so fun! It is so fun. And yeah, we saw John Mulaney. Did you come with me to that? No. I saw John Mulaney recently here. Did you go? Uh... I really wanted to, but it was early on when I come here, and I couldn't budget it. It's I tried sad. to I tried to get in uh, like as a reviewer, but that mm. was way too big of a fish for me. That's it. One day yeah. you're gonna get John Mulaney. Oh, I hope so. One day. Yeah, or at least George St. Geeklin. Oh, and Gil Faison. Oh man, I love them so much. I love Nick Kroll. But anyway, sorry. Well, we're, I... we were rewatching the league, right? Yeah. And, um, Nick Kroll says "Oh hello" like every scene. Like really? when he comes in, it's like Ruxin's catchphrase. He goes, "Oh, hello!" when he when he enters rooms. What the hell? I don't. There's even... a lot of like proto crawl show stuff in there, because like him oh. and uh, Paul Shear did a lot of the writing on it as well. 
Right, 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 yeah. right, right, right. Paul Shear's in that. I always forget. He plays He's Andre. A, the, uh, Andre. The douchebag guy. Oh, I hate him yeah. so much. Oh, I hate him so much. Love Paul Shear, though. Yeah. No, yeah. The, no, no, no. <laughs> Paul Shear, was a writer on character. Lost. What? I saw a Lost reunion cast photo, and he was there. I don't remember his character in Lost. I found yeah. out he's a writer on it. Was he doing it as a joke? Maybe he wasn't part, or was know. he writing for Lost as a joke, or in the picture as a I joke? I think maybe he he wasn't a comedy writer yet. Maybe. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. You gotta, you gotta pay your dues you gotta somehow. Pay your dues by by getting paid a lot to oh. write on Lost. It's tough oh being goodness. a writer on a TV uh, show. Oh. Yeah, I bet. And uh, Lady Dynamite. I completed so, my degree here oh, have you in seen creative this? writing in, a, in, in May 2017. Bamford was the, the commencement speaker for the University of Minnesota's College of Liberal Arts. Oh. I am honored. It's to pretty be good. Here. It's just Thank about the listening. the nature of the industry, uh, and you, you'll see. Let me begin awesome. by talking about the Wait, elephant the in the room school? at a liberal arts graduation ceremony, and that is money. As a Minnesotan, I am ashamed to admit that I love money. I love a fair exchange of goods and services. I love to buy things. I love to get paid. And also, perhaps unlike most people of Norwegian heritage, I love full disclosure. I love open book accounting. And what better way to combine these passions than by telling you the story of how I got paid to be speaking to you today. <laughs> Let us begin at the beginning. I will read a section of the email sent to me by the university inviting me here. I'm paraphrasing for time. There are a lot more outrageous compliments. Quote, we feel that as a graduate of the University of Minnesota, Maria is the perfect person to speak at the commencement. Clearly her path has taken her on to great success. And this is my emphasis. Normally, the college does not pay for commencement speakers. As you can imagine, being a state-funded institution, we have to be careful regarding the use of our resources. Well, I thought to myself, but I am a self-funded institution. Who needs to be careful regarding the use of my resources? Uh, was my alma mater lowballing me? I'm not a sitting governor, and the, the football coach isn't living check to check. My husband and I, we have two elderly, overweight dogs who need eye medication three times a day. Was the University of Minnesota College of Liberal Arts suggesting that I couldn't get paid for the exact job that they paid me, that I paid them how to 
oh gosh, it was University of Minnesota suggesting that I couldn't get paid for the exact job that I paid them to teach me how to get paid to do. That's what I meant. Well, of course not. This was just Goldie Gopher giving me a final exam, and this is a very important one, a postgraduate course in the art of salary negotiation. I hope I passed. I went to my business advisor, uh, Mr. Elliot Kation. He is an Armenian-American uh, businessman living in West Milwaukee, Wisconsin. He's an aluminum siding salesman and a 79-year-old father of my dear friend, Jackie. I told him my story. He said, one of the best pieces of advice I've ever gotten, which is, and you need to know this if you're going to be a liberal arts major, never say no without a number. I went back to the U. I counteroffered with 20 grand. The university went dark. <laughs> Two weeks to response, nice waiting game. And came back with 10 grand. Elliot Cation wanted me to split the difference at 15,000, but I'm still from Duluth and filled with shame. And so I stand before you for the amount of $10,000. Now, after taxes and commissions, that's $5,000. It's the difference between gross and net. Other, also important to know, gross is the disgusting amount of money that you will never receive. Net is the little bag that you get to take home in your sweet little roll. Uh, I did, uh, I am going to get paid in cash with a gun on the table afterwards. Uh, and uh, now, at this point, you may say to yourself, God, her voice is irritating. And how can I avoid becoming this crass, money-grubbing comedian from Duluth with a visible tremor after being on several psychiatric medications? Well, here is a list of very specific don'ts. Oh, and I just want to let you know, my salary uh, for today will affect you directly later on in the speech. Uh, these are things, if you don't want to become what you see before you, don't, don't do these things. Don't screw it up. Don't mess it up. Don't waste one minute. Don't, with your bachelor's from a fine college, work only in pizza for five years. Don't busk for change on the streets of La downtown Los Angeles playing a musical instrument poorly. Don't send your first tax return to the IRS with scrawling letters, sorry, exclamation point, smiley face, don't get it. Don't do a touring Star Trek show of the southern states of this great nation. Uh, where you have to say things like, Greetings, I'm Major Lelanka, the planet Bajor. Get the F away from me, all right? Don't date a Vulcan on said Star Trek show and get an STD. Uh, one of the most popular STDs you can get, actually. I assume 50% of you have it. Um, 
Afterwards, uh, don't go to Planned Parenthood with that STD in Hollywood and where the doctor says, how did you let it get so bad? You go to the Planned Parenthood in Hollywood, California, and the doctor says, how did you let it get so bad? All right. Don't join five different 12-step support groups, none of which are AA, so people, people have to guess, hey, what is there besides AA? Uh, don't move to Adelaide, Australia for a year in hopes of marrying a clown who is also bisexual and a meth addict. Uh, by the way, these are all things I have done, if I haven't made that clear. Uh, don't do your own bookkeeping and quicken in QuickBooks and get audited by the IRS five times. Turns out they owed me 25 bucks. Kablam! Uh, I may be eccentric, but I saved my receipts in a bucket. Don't move into a cockroach-infested uh, apartment where the landlord accepts sex for rent and then not have the money for rent. Wink. No, I was fine. I moved onto a friend's couch. Don't get fired by Warner Brothers, Nickelodeon, uh, Super Crown Bookstore, Mark Ridley's Comedy Castle, the Tempe, Arizona Improv, a writing job for Martin Short, the TV show Hot in Cleveland with Betty White, and more to come. Don't leave jobs suddenly in tears. Hera's Improv in Las Vegas, an hour before showtime in Chicago, or a TV commercial shoot for Target because you are overwhelmed and unable to talk. And this is a, actually pretty difficult, uh, at least it was for me. Don't try to kill yourself, either actively or passively. Uh, do stay alive, even for spite. Uh, if anyone is thinking of suicide, don't do it. It's not the season for it, late fall. I'm just, I'm, I'm just telling you the statistics. All right, in other words, don't, don't, don't F it up. Or, if you're like me, do. And uh, keep trying. Uh, the, crack, the cracks are where the light gets in. That which has been our greatest sorrow has been our deepest delight. Or the historic chant from the movie Meatballs in 1980 starring Bill Murray, it just doesn't matter. It just doesn't matter. It just doesn't matter. Now, back to money. Uh, does anybody here have an, a debt to Sally Mae? Oh my gosh, that's so exciting. To, to receive an invoice is to know that you are alive. And uh, is anybody um, in the theater arts program that has a debt to Sally Mae? You? Front row? Here, madam, how about you come up? Young lady, young lady. Um, uh, Good hustle, good hustle. Thank you so much. Come on up here if you can. Uh, do, you, do you know, by the way, how much you are in debt for student loans? Not, not clear? Good to know, good to know. My husband uh, had debt for 17000 in 1992, and now uh, we just paid it off for 53000 this past year. So what I'm giving to you is a check for $5,000 written to Sally May. It's on, uh, has the address. Now, I could have given you more, madam. And what is your name? I'm so sorry. Elise. I could have given you more, but I did not uh, negotiate for myself. 
a higher salary. Good to know. Good to know. Uh, thank you so much. Uh, congratulations. Have a great day. Before we sign off on this episode, is there uh, anything you guys would like to plug? Well, we do have our show coming up on, uh, I was going to say March. Uh, our show <laughs> is on May 26th. It's a Saturday. It's at Little Mountain Gallery. It's at 8.30 p.m. Um, our guests are Cam McLeod and Kyle Fines. It'll be a good show. I think it'll be a good show. Yeah. It's called Bestie by Best or Besties by Besties. We're best friends. We're having uh, another pair of best friends. Pair of, <laughs> a pair of best friends. <laughs> Yeah, uh, two sets of besties making funny, funny things happen on stage. Will there be music? Yeah. Will we mix it up? Maybe. We'll see. Yeah, and if you want to find us online, uh, you can follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Carmela Duo. That's C-A-R-M-E-L-A-Triple-H-Duo. We also perform with Nasty Women Comedy the third Monday of every month. Sometimes it changes, but follow Nasty Women Comedy. Ooh, it's different on everything, so just nope. type in. Yeah, Nasty Women Comedy on Instagram and Facebook and Nasty Woman Van on Twitter. You're they're, good at that. Yeah, I, I'm just like, they're different. I don't know. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, third Monday of every month at the Biltmore Cabaret, 8.30 p.m. Well, thanks so much for coming tonight, guys. <laughs> thanks, yeah, thanks for, for having, having us. us. So next week, we'll be uh, talking to Graham A. Church, I think that's how you say it, and Nathan Hare of Soda Fountain. Nice. Thanks to everyone out there listening. That was the first episode of Comedy Zeitgeist on the Cave Goblin Network. You can connect with us on Twitter at Comedy Zeitgeist and with at Cave Goblins on anything you can think of, including cavegoblins.com. 